Oh, yeah. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of The Wolf's Den. Um, I'm here solo tonight and doing a review of the Batman. Long anticipated review of the Batman. I apologize. I I I'm re- I read all the emails again and I seen y'all been waiting for the review. I usually put out these reviews a little late because I like to wait for people to see the movie before I spoil it. And I'm a little hesitant with COVID. If I'm being honest, I, I like the theaters to be a little thinned out. Uh, so I go a week. I, I usually go a week after. Um, after a big movie comes out, if it's a smaller movie, I'll go out. I'll go an opening weekend, or if it's something you guys tell me I need to see and uh, put out a review for, and it's not as big of a movie, uh, I I I go see it. I might do a review for everything, everywhere, all at once with Michelle Yeoh. I've been hearing really good things about that movie. I remember seeing a trailer for it, produced by A twenty four Studios, so you know it's gonna be wild. But I remember seeing the trailer for it maybe like six months ago and was really interested in it. But I wanted to see what people, if you guys were interested in me reviewing that. And a couple of people asked me to review it. So I'll do that. Maybe. Maybe sometime this week I'll go see it. Tonight. We are gathered here on sacred ground <laughs> to discuss the Batman, directed by Planet of the Apes, uh, Rise of the Apes, and um, I forget I forget the the last two Planet of the Apes films, where Caesar, the last two Planet of the Apes films, where Caesar is the leader of the apes. Last two Planet Apes films where Caesar is the leader of the apes and he sounds like Batman. That's exactly how Caesar sounds. Matt Reeves is the director of these movies and he directed the Batman, Robert Pattinson, Joey Kravitz, uh, John Turturro, Colin Farrell, Andy Serkis, who played Caesar in the Planet of the Apes movies as well. Uh, where do we start? It was a. This was a very interesting film. I, I do want to discuss too the controversy, a little bit of controversy around this film. I know I'm late, but I'll do it anyway. I put my little two cents in it. People are upset. Some people, a small group of people, are upset that the majority of the bad guys in this movie are white and Jim Gordon and Zoe Kravitz were the only other two black people I saw in the movie, but they're good guys. Jeffrey Wright and Zoe Kravitz, uh, Catwoman and Commissioner Gordon, too good in this movie. To that I say so. I mean, the majority of people in America are white at this time. I know it's going to be different in 10 years, maybe. Uh, So it would be good reason to think that the majority of the criminals and people in position of power are going to be white. So get over yourselves. 
<laughs> it's that simple. It's a movie. It's not a big deal. And she's a Jewish and black. So yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand what you guys were whining about, but y'all got to get over it. I'm very protective about my characters being comic book actor accurate. Well, I was for a while of my comic book characters being accurate when they go to film. And then I had sex and I stopped caring about mediocre stuff like that. So you guys might want to try that. The Batman. (laughs) This film is starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz as Batman and Catwoman. I would say it's more of Batman teaming up with Commissioner Gordon and the GCPD, Gotham City Police Department. Let's start with Robert Pattinson in the film. He was he was an okay Batman. This Batman is more Christian Bell than any other Batman you could think of. Uh, more Christian Bell than any other iteration of Batman. He's pretty close. They're pretty similar. Um, they're both like angry and vengeful. I mean, he's, he says it more often than not. I don't think not many people call him the Batman. A lot of a lot more people call him vengeance than Batman in this movie. Uh, as Bruce Wayne, I thought Robert Pattinson was terrible. He played a. I can see him playing a depressed, broken Bruce Wayne. But he's I think Robert Pattinson's like thirty five in real life, and in this movie, probably in his late twenties, early thirties. I'm guessing he was only Batman for two years, so who knows. Who knows? But I, I I mean, there was barely any scenes with Bruce Wayne in the movie anyway, to begin with. There's maybe two or three scenes in the whole entire movie, significant scenes with Bruce Wayne in it. The, the movie's called The Batman for a reason, <laughs> and it's three hours long. And the majority of the time you see Bruce Wayne slash Batman, he's Batman. This is the most Batman on screen time of any movie I think I've ever seen of Batman. Uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz so fine. <laughs> I think I ordered two gallons of movie soda because of fountain drinks from the soda because I was thirsty. I was. She was. She was so fine in this movie, y'all. And I, I mean, no offense if that's offensive to somebody. I, she's fine. <laughs> As Catwoman, though, Focus Wolf, as Catwoman, she did a good job. I don't think she's as great as people are saying, as saying she is, but she did a good job as Catwoman in this movie. She's more comic booky than any other character in the movie. It's just always something weird. It's, I mean, there, there are people that say hun, maybe grandmothers and stuff, but she was like calling him honey and hun. And whenever somebody uses that term, I never... It throws me out of it. It's just something, a nitpicky thing that maybe I encountered at a younger age or something. But when somebody says that, I don't think, I don't believe people talk like that for the way she was talking. And then I think she had an exaggerated walk to uh, switch her hips. That kind of threw me out of it because I don't, I don't think she walks like that. Anybody walks like, she walks like, Catwoman walks like that in the video games and probably in the comics in between panels. But it, it looked exaggerated, uh, but she, she, the com, uh, you know, I, there was a lot of stunt work by stunt doubles. You could tell, uh, but the scenes that she did, you, you could see she was doing it fine. She did really good. She was, she was a really good actor in the movie. Better than Pattinson, Alfred 
in this movie. He did. He was fine, though. He's barely in the movie. Uh, John Turturro as Carmine Falcone uh, did a good job. He was smooth. I liked him with the sunglasses that night. This whole film takes place that night, pretty much. <laughs> and John Turturro didn't care. He was wearing the sunglasses inside, outside. He said, look, I look good. And he, he looked smooth. He had some swag to him in this movie with those sunglasses and the way he talked and carried himself. Colin Farrell as the penguin. I thought he did really good. He was he was pretty good. He was really amazing. He, he was borderline amazing in this movie. Uh, I didn't think it was Colin Farrell. Every time I saw him on screen, I, I was lost in the character of the penguin. I didn't realize it was I realized it was Colin Farrell, but you didn't think of Colin Farrell when you saw that. That's how good he was doing. Um, yeah, I thought he did a good job. Uh, the best part, best character in the movie for me was Paul Dano as the Riddler. I I know it's typecasting for Paul Dano to play that type of character, but he it was a perfect fit. Let me do a, if y'all if y'all indulge me here. Let me do a little sidebar about Paul Dano. I'm sure this gentleman is a nice human being in real life, but. The movies I've seen him in, uh, There Will Be Blood, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, any other movies I've seen him in too, he's always playing a weirdo. And in this movie, he's apex weirdo. He looks he looks suspect in everything on screen and off. He just has that kind of face. I've, I've heard him described as uh, creepy. Uh, Corey Coleman <laughs> on the show Double Toasted. On YouTube, he he described him as a <laughs> as a racist salamander. I think he looks like a soft tissue exhibit. He looks like somebody that forgot to do something all the time. He has that look on his face. He looks like somebody you would not. You know how people say I, I don't trust certain people around my kids. He looks like somebody you can't trust around your adult. like somebody that's on the FBI list on a work release program. What you like that? Paul Dano looks like if Safe Space was a movie, he would be the antagonist of it. What you look like that? He looks like this he looks like the deposit sketch of the Zodiac killer. What you Paul Dano looks like he eats cereal at nighttime. Yeah, what, what does he look like? Paul Dano, Paul Dano looks like a person. <laughs> Paul Dano looks like a person that just breathes on the phone for a good two to three seconds before saying something. <laughs> Paul Dano looks like he has a good lawyer. <laughs> what you like that? Paul Dano looks like if this acting thing don't go through, it's a problem for all of us. Paul Dano looks like he eats pizza with a fork. Hey, 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 what he look like, Wolf? Paul Dano, Paul Dano looks like the type of person, if you were to come over and he was making you a surprise dinner, 
and he was about to reach for the oven, you would uh, politely excuse yourself from his uh, house. Paul Dano, he looks wet. He he looks moist in every movie he's in. But he is perfect. <laughs> he's perfect for the Ridley. Let me let me get off my boy for a minute. <laughs> he was perfect for the Riddler. He it's he's getting typecast though. I'm I'm saying that, but he was perfect in this role. I think he was more frightening with his mask off, though. He he's not. A, I I wouldn't describe him as an ugly man. He's just weird looking. He's he looks, he looks like there's a, there's something off about him, and he's doing you a favor by not. He's always looked like he's trying to hold something in, like the beast inside of him or something. If you know what I mean. Batman got his ass whooped though a lot. If he wasn't wearing that armor, it would have been a wrap for Batman, y'all. And Batman got shot so many times in this movie. I know 50 Cent was blushing how many times he got shot. Batman at least got shot at least four to five different occasions. And at, at one part, he takes a full blast to the chest with a shotgun. Almost knocks him out. I, I and I appreciate that that realism about Batman. It wasn't his fighting wasn't clean, you know, like in a lot of mo- a lot of Batman movies. You see, I guess the Dark Knight series, the, his fighting wasn't that clean, but it was more gritty and realistic in this one. And people weren't just getting knocked out with one punch. You would have to keep punching him over and over, or hit him hard and take him out. Uh, Matt Reeves directed his ass off in this movie, though. I would say it's a little too dark. I didn't like the filter on the screen a little bit. It looked bad in the commercials. I was worried about it. It looked better on screen in theater. I'm try- I'm going to try not to do that big of a spoiler. I know a lot of people are still seeing this movie. It's made a bunch of money. I think it made $158 million over its opening weekend. Something crazy like that. So we're definitely getting a sequel. There is a reveal. I do not stick around for the end credits of this movie, by the way. Uh, but there is a reveal towards the end of the, the movie before the credits. Um, that's pretty big revelation. But Matt Reeves has already come out and said he this revelation may not be a part of his universe. I would like to see different villains. Uh, villains that have already been previously uh, shown on screen before. It'd be interesting. Cause Batman has one of the best and hugest rogues gallery. Of any superhero. I can't even think of somebody that has competition. Maybe Superman and um, Spider-Man. Maybe. Have Rogue's Gallery. That's competitive to Batman's. It's This was a, a, a decent movie. It was a decent movie. I wasn't disappointed. I'd recommend go seeing it in the theaters. To get the full experience. Go see it in theaters. I would give it an 8 out of 10. 7.58 out of 10. I wasn't blown away, but I was satisfied. I was satisfied. It was interesting. I will say it was interesting seeing Batman uh, working one-on-one with Jim Gordon in a lot of scenes. It's a very than the usual martial art movie that Batman usually is. It wasn't. It was a hard broil, hard PG-13 story 
for Batman and him trying to unravel the mystery of the Riddler and his family, his personal family. One last thing about Paul Dano. <laughs> his, my favorite scene of his, I, I, I started to talk about it, but my favorite scene of his is him with Batman. And, the, and I'm not going to spoil it, but the conversation that they're having, it's more of Paul Dano's Riddler conversating with Batman. And what Batman thinks is going on during that scene, you can see the anxiety in his eyes and in him breathing deeply. Batman, as the Riddler is speaking to him, and the Riddler has, uh, he's, he's captured and he has his mask off and he's talking to Batman through a cell uh, or through the talking plexiglass separator that prisons do. And Batman's worried about, I don't think he even hears what the Riddler's saying at this point. I think Batman has this anxiety about what he thinks the Riddler is about to say uh, for a good, like, four or five minutes. And the Red, Riddler's doing this move, talking about how they're, they're, those two aren't, aren't much different, him and Batman. And when things don't go the Riddler's way, uh, the Riddler's reaction, it, it was good. It, I was smiling watching that before I, I if I had the Batman on DVD, I'd watch that scene over and over again. Just a little nuanced performance in that scene by Paul Dano, I was extremely appreciative of. He he nailed that scene for me, and I, I loved it. And what's what he's saying to Batman, and his experience in life, and the juxtaposition of that to Bruce Wayne, you start to feel bad for the Riddler in that scene a little bit too. And then when he figures out things aren't going to go his way, his reaction is. Just, it it was he gave a hell of a performance in that scene i will say so yeah yeah the batman out of 10 it was a really solid film not matt reeves's best film i think the planet of the apes one and i'm sorry two and three were better than this film uh, but by no means was it a bad film i i think part of me is salty as well just because i wanted to see a bat flag film i'm just being honest with you guys i i think Ben Affleck was the best Bruce Wayne. Him and Zack Snyder's collaboration of Batman, that version of Batman, was pre was pretty much what I would imagine like a, the Justice League Batman to be like. Not not solo Batman, but Justice League Batman. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, a non-spoilish review of the Batman. Sorry, it took so long to get out. Wanted to keep this short. Hopefully it's not too long for you guys. I appreciate y'all. And I'll catch y'all in the next episode.